0: Contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. In times of spiritual and moral chaos, it can be hard to discern truth from error and to apply it to all of life. God's word is not silent, and we don't have to be either. This is Once for All Delivered with Caleb Castro and Andrew Smith.
1: Hello, OFAD lads and lasses. If you joined us last time, you know that we began to air an interview with David Visser and Kyle Vassis of Faith to Film, a, a company, an organization they've started to put out Christian media, to put out Christian film. Uh, we continue that discussion this week, uh, looking at some more of their work. Uh, You'll also notice that I disappear a few times in this episode. We filmed this during a blizzard and power outages. Uh, but anyway, we hope you enjoy, and we hope you'll check out what Faith to Film is doing. Here you go. Well,
2: that's uh, it's kind of a timely thing, right? As as uh, this is uh, as we're recording at this time, um, uh, you know, we're coming up to Christmas when mm-hmm. the nativity sets start breaking out. Uh, and you know, there, there's a—I forgot who was telling me. Uh, it was a friend from a, a church that their family would actually. Uh, they would remove uh, the little, you know, baby Jesus figurine from the nativity set and put a, a small, uh, put a note on the manger, a uh, handwritten note that said, uh, uh, he is not here, he, he's, uh, he is ascended, um, you know, or would put like a little Bible there. A couple years ago, I saw this nativity set, um, this wooden nativity set in a store. I think it was a Hallmark store, but every single. Caleb admitting he goes to there, the Hallmark store. <laughs> i do i that's that's where i do all my shopping for moms uh <laughs> mom gifts uh yeah there, there there was these uh wooden carvings every single figure in it uh from the you know uh wise men, mary all of them uh no features um they were humanoid shaped like almost like mannequins but no facial features whatsoever just smooth um not even fingers you know that was also an interesting question like is is that a permissible representation? Uh, you're talking about silhouettes, right? With my son's, you know, kids' Bibles. Um, oh, it's so hard to find a kids' Bible without uh, a representation of Jesus, uh, and so I would tend to black him out, with a... black out him into a silhouette uh, with a sharpie. It's, it, I don't know, it's it's kind of along those same sort of lines, though. What what you're doing with uh, essential truths? You know, on, on one way, I mean, I, I very much appreciate the, how, how you have that that spoken word teaching element from, uh, you know, like like uh, Reverend uh, Van Dyke. But as well, though, well, I, I kind of see what you're doing, almost like visual catechisms. Which is, uh, I remember seeing like like there was um, a couple years ago. I think it was from Tim Challey's where he I think put out a book. On, I think it was like a visual theology or something. And I thought uh, it was, uh, yeah, Josh Byers and Tim Cowley's, it's a visual theology, but it it, it tried to depict these kind of things as well. And I think that, that really reflects how we're almost in, if I can, in a certain way, somewhat similar to uh, the middle ages, where there was something of a reliance upon visual uh, learning. Uh, We're not, nearly as illiterate uh in this time and yet there is this big grab onto uh wanting graphics so i mean it you're feeling a big need here
1: yeah and it is a challenge because i think we're we're in a period where like just literacy generally not just the practice of reading but the capacity for reading is really suffering in recent years. Um, You know, there's even been some studies and stuff about reading levels and stuff, at least here in the States, that have over the last few years plummeted among even high school and college graduates. So it's like there's the difficulty in reading, but then also, yeah, we have to keep the lines on the Second Commandment too and be careful in how we represent things visually like the nativity scene question uh we took a more hard line approach on that in our house we actually did just get rid of them all and if my mom hears this episode she's going to be like wait you did what but uh yeah we did and i think that's been one of the hardest selling points and while you know we believe we do it as out of obedience to god in the second commandment that's probably been the hardest selling point because i'm the first reformed person in my family most others in my family if they're christians at all they're uh you know broad evangelicals and the hardest things to sell them on have been the second commandment and the fourth commandment which the fourth that's another discussion for another day but (laughs) but yeah in in a way like it it makes we're, like I said, we do this because we believe it. But in a certain way, it kind of almost puts us at a disadvantage when we try to make resources and stuff that that we're we're sticking to our guns on this. Not that we shouldn't. By all means, we should. But it is just a difficult thing to deal with. How do you walk that fine line?
3: Totally. Well, and speaking of reading or viewing, um, like for us, if anybody asks us, should we understand? Uh, uh, you know essential truths. If by reading the Bible or should or you know uh, works of uh, R.C. Sproul or should we be watching your videos, we would suggest people read. Right, and we're big readers. We mm-hmm. that's what we would be pushing on people as reformers for you know the the writing that we have is obviously amazing. The products that we've made, we've made with that in mind with the concept of people should be reading more than they are. Sometimes they're reading less and the people who are having trouble yeah. getting into reading, it's nice to have these products. But the main purpose for us, the long-term idea with um, the Essential Truth series is there are three minutes each on all of these different topics that come up all the time. And so say you have to have a conversation with your friend on special revelation. Well, you can research it up and you can look it up. And you've the hope is you've done your research and you know it well, but you might need a refresher. And we have a very quick three-minute visual representation that for anyone's style of learning. Um, obviously, the, the word is is, is being taught vocally by Pastor John, but then we also have these visual representations to give you a quick three-minute Look at it to refresh yourself on the topic, and then you can go into the world and, and preach it. Right.
2: That and, and that's exactly what I mean of how I, I really appreciate how you have a, a teach you have teaching there, and that you also include you know Pastor uh, uh, Van Dyke uh, there as well. Uh, I mean, he's you can see him; he's talking. You also then have kind of the synopses on your website of what is being discussed. Uh, so you do have like, you know, a couple, like, uh, usually a couple paragraphs, right. Um, as well as then reference to, uh, to a book, uh, aside from essential truths, uh, I think you've included, uh, Packer in certain places, uh, J.I. Packer, you know, so you're, you're, you're also pointing, like you said, towards the reading. Have you ever thought of also the ideas of, of converting some of these into like, uh, converting these into like a book itself, uh, taking your, your, um, your graphics, uh, and some of the base like teachings or statements that were said, putting them into like a small book form or collection. So
4: actually one thing we've considered with whether it be essential truths or a different series we create in the future would be a Bible study, right? And so there's a reading that goes along with the video. There's questions for the people, right? And it, so then in that way, it would be this collection, but those are all pretty big concept discussions, which we've certainly had. But nothing's really forming yet. But yeah, we have we have lots of ideas. Sure, it's a whole other direction. Yeah, yeah, it really is.
3: <laughs> I like the book idea, though. I think that's that's interesting to actually use our graphics to to make the that visual representation on paper. Um, but yeah, definitely the next one. I think after the series that we'd be first looking at is is using it as a Bible study, mm-hmm. and the concept is that then people can read on the topics and use the reference material that we had as the main study, but then before you, um, say, have the the actual Bible study session, you would watch the video, and then it's just a three-minute leading into talking about all of the reading and the uh, discussions you've had prior.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I mean... And that's kind of one of the funny things, though, too, where it's it's like, yeah, that the ideas can kind of flow, the, mm-hmm. the concepts can just come, uh, you know, and, and so much that, that can be done with all of this, but really executing it, yeah. that's the difficult thing, yeah. right? exactly. So that's, that's probably your main challenge above all things, even in just concentrating on essential truths. Yeah.
4: Well, and that's like, Dave, going back to the origin of it all, you know, it started with, we're going to do a Denominations of Christ video, and then mm-hmm. reality sets in, and okay, let's, let's dial this back, mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's it's that balancing act for sure of what what can we actually accomplish here and you know you want to be high quality but you also want to be efficient with your time and be able Mm -hmm. to produce a good level of content right
2: so we're always trying to be mindful of those things there's only so much manpower time money. yeah yeah if we if we
4: stuck with the denominations of christ it'd probably be released in five years so
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have a i have a question uh kind of beyond that. So you're you're doing the, the Essential Truth series, and it sounds like mainly up to this point you've been focused on theological content and, and sort of Christian educational content. Uh, do you see a place or a potential for, I guess, making Christian media beyond merely those purposes perhaps uh, approaching other forms of media and entertainment from a Christian perspective and Christian worldview? Or uh, maybe not even yourselves, but just generally? Like, do you think there's a a need and a place for that? And if so, like, how could that be manifest?
4: Uh, Can you give a specific
1: example of what you're
4: kind
1: of alluding to well i just uh, thinking about like you know what we've been doing on our show here is we've been talking about the christian and culture and uh yeah obviously this has implications for like the church and for uh how we teach our congregants and stuff with caleb and i both being in the the ministry but also realizing that you know christ is lord of all of life and all the world and so we we think about other spheres we think about well, things like politics, we think about just entertainment and culture generally. Um, we think about well, just anything else beyond strictly the purview of the church and, and and the things theological. And it seems like Christians just don't do the best of job, especially in this day engaging the culture and trying to be salt and light in the culture more broadly. So I was just curious if this is something in your guys's work or in your guys' endeavor you've, you've contemplated about even going beyond just pure, like I said, theological and educational content or if you think there's a place for that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think our ideas are, um our dreams are too big. And so we have, we've, we've got lots of thoughts, lots of places we want to go, lots of what we've talked about. Um, specifically for the videos in growth, uh, we have um, one episode so far released of uh, the second show um, on apologetics. And the concept with yes. that one is, right, not as theology, specifically apologetic work. Um, and, the, uh, and we're trying to use a different pastor with each of the videos as we go as well to kind of bring the Reformed community together and get to recognize the the pastors they know and find new pastors in the community through that process. Um, And then we also have uh, other series that are are in the works for historical purposes. We have a map series um, where we want to do three-dimensional maps of uh, the lives of biblical figures. So you take David and we have all this specific information and beliefs of where he was at what time. and I love that stuff, and I love that visual representation. I love maps and looking into those things. But it's all hard always to get a perfect reference of where they were at each location without doing a ton of work. But if somebody did the work, you could have in five minutes an animated journey of where he was and what that looks like on today's map. Um, and so that's one of the concepts. Um, and then we've got further ideas uh, related to uh, focusing on the love of Christ as what the series are about and not as as, as deep into the theology um, of those things, so that's just for the videos. But then, of course, we have ideas around, that, like we said, the Bible study or conference work or any other realm that we can go into to to bring people towards
2: Christ. And that aspect kind of reminds me a little bit, of course, of a something like the Bible project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having having those kind of quick little uh, synopses of even just the content of a of a Bible book itself, but even then being able to go into that world geographically or, or whatnot. I mean, that that's, ai uh, feel like that's something that, I mean, people just absolutely love getting the details and seeing literally the 3d sense that the Bible is not just a flat, you know, two dimensional story. It's, uh, it, it's in a real place with real people. Now I'm sorry. I want to, uh, uh, make a, uh, apologize and make a correction. I know, um, I, I kept saying, I think, uh, uh, John Van Dyke. Uh, I know it's, uh, Van Eck. Van Eyck, um, yeah, yeah. Van Eyck. Van Eyck. Van Eyck it's yeah. Van Eck, I don't know how to pronounce it, but <laughs> yeah. I know cause he's, he's, I know he's, uh, his brother, I think is, uh, uh Bernie. Mm. He's out in, uh, out in, uh, my, my friend is interning under him in Florida. <laughs> but yeah. So I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah. You know, a couple things in here in, uh, kind of moving towards a wrap up. I think, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I guess two or three things that you could touch on um, one would be, uh, what sort of news or announcements uh, are you able to share at this time about upcoming things uh, that we might get excited for here? Second would be, what have been some of your favorite projects, uh, favorite videos, uh, perhaps, that you've put out? Third would then be, uh, if you could talk with us a little bit more about how to get involved. How can we help?
3: Yeah, totally. I can take the first one. The the big thing right now that we're doing is... Uh, a Full redesign of the website. Um, so when we initially made it, we were both part time, just trying to figure it out. And we didn't have any episodes together, so we're figuring out a format that's going to work for us. And really, over the last two years, if we've, as we've been developing it, and both been part time, it's kind of felt like we're in a beta stage of mm. making Faith the Film happen. And so we weren't too worried about getting it out there to too many people because we don't have the content. Um to really have now that we have some content and we're full time, um, we've been working really hard on a new website to try to make it as as um nice as possible, as attractive as possible that makes people actually want to come to the website instead of YouTube. So um by the time this releases, the new website should be launched. Um and so you guys can go there whenever. Uh Kyle, do you want to take the second one? Sure.
4: So favorite project so far. Probably, I mean, the essential truths has been so great and that's been such a big part of what we're doing. So obviously, you know, there's been so much personal growth in that and that's Mm. been really cool to experience. You know, I kind of think you hear ministers so often say that they write sermons for themselves, right? And that's what essential truths has been, right? It's been for ourselves Mm. and then a byproduct of that is being able to share that with people. But just being able to really dive into those things and re-catechize ourselves essentially of learning all these truths has been great, but... Beyond that, for sure, the Calvinism documentary was mm. was the favorite to make, just because I think it really instilled this dependence on God to do a lot of the heavy lifting for us. You know, it was there was a lot of running around, shooting this, shooting that, and then just to see it all come together and it's realize this is actually a pretty cohesive project to, despite kind of the chaos that was filming it. You know, it <laughs> it, it, it created this really nice prop. Product, and I don't know, it's something that's a really nice, concise description of what we believe, right? Mm -hmm. And so that Mm -hmm. was a fun one.
3: Mine is a little more selfish um, because when we initially started making the videos and trying to figure out the format, as well as my skills as an animator and editor, um, were low. And you can really see as you go up through the videos that we've done over the two Mm -hmm. years, um, a development in in kind of ability as we were a little bit more embarrassed about the, the first videos compared to <laughs> where it gets to and then still embarrassed about those compared to, you know, what we're hoping to achieve soon now that we're full-time. Um, but I would say the the syncretism video that we did, specifically, mm. um, we've been using uh, 3D animation software now instead of the 2D stuff. And one of them is a, a, a maps breakdown in syncretism of what was happening um, between Israel and Judah. So we have a, a, the 3D animation there that's kind of a, a sneak peek towards the maps animations that we're hoping to do in the future. So right now that's my favorite.
2: I'm very glad you touched on that because I, I did want to ask, I didn't want to uh, take too much time in it, but I did want to ask about kind of the this change in, in growth in animation. So I, I want to mm-hmm. know kind of like, yeah, who, who was doing that animation because uh, it became so radically different. Yeah, someone else for it. Yeah. That's, that's definitely all
4: Dave. He is developing his skills. I'm in a very vulnerable vulnerable position here because if Dave goes down, it probably all <laughs> goes down with him. That's why I made sure I got my ticket. I said, you know what, I need this backup but yeah, a lot of that is Dave. He's getting quite skilled in Blender and able to do a lot of those animations. I kinda help mm. contributing to, you know, the ideas and the design of it, but he implements it, so uh, Kyle,
3: Kyle's obviously too modest, but uh, yeah, f- at least for <laughs> the at least specifically for the the animations, um, that's the majority of them are are by me, and I've I've been just enjoying getting to to learn about that more and actually apply mm-hmm. those skills to to try to make products, um, you know, that you don't see. There's not a lot of 3D animation for the reform mm-hmm. community. That's quite the niche. Yeah. Um, and so I've been enjoying <laughs> getting to to develop that. Um, the change though over time. It has been just actually developing those things. And we don't love the concept that the, the, the show has so much change in it. It would be nice if we had if we knew what we were doing enough right from the start that things were kind of consistent in look and feel for the whole mm. thing. Um, we, we tried to keep that as much as we can, but definitely as the animations get better and our skills grow, it feels like we have to use those, so we thought it was worth it.
2: Mm.
4: Have you guys had a similar experience doing what you're doing? You're obviously 80 to 90 episodes in on this. Has there been a lot of development, or is it very much just no. turn the mic on and and <laughs> chat? Or do you look back at first episodes and go, "What were we doing?" Or not so much.
1: Um, when we started, we had we had Mark Scaturro with us, and Mark is an excellent designer, um, so he kind of took care of all of that stuff. Um, and then when he left, then it was kind of we were thrown into well we need to figure out how to do all this stuff so we were really good for a while and then we were really bad for a while and i think we're gradually clawing our way back to to competency but yeah i mean obviously as we go along we we learn stuff and we learn how to do this better hopefully i i guess that's in the ears of our audience to decide or not but uh but yeah it's been it's been a journey a lot of learning
2: and growing (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah I think one of the biggest challenges for us especially is that you know when we started we were we were still in seminary. Uh, you know we both have uh, including Mark I mean we, we all have families that was actually one of the reasons Mark had a had a what, what was it his uh fourth child uh, you know so we' we're, we're we're doing a lot of you know pulpit supply and whatnot and then trying to finish seminary. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a, a a bit of a hiatus in this uh, in this present year of 2022 uh, at the time of recording uh, because we had a lot of moves, uh, both Andrew and I, uh, locationally, uh, different internships, all this kind of stuff. So you know, it, it life has been a whirlwind in this year, and all the while, though, Andrew and I uh, still talk. Uh, we're talking and planning. Um, Andrew just. Uh, got hit, uh, his power outage. But, um, uh, so he, he's dropped now so we can say whatever we want about him. Uh, (laughs) it's (laughs) it's our time to strike. Exactly. That's, uh, then he can listen to it when editing, but yeah, it's, it's just been, uh, you know, we had originally conceived of moving as as I said earlier into, uh, discussions of how to, uh, talk about theology, Christ and culture. Um, as a whole, and not just remain, you know, using Bob Inc. as uh, the the launching point. And so we've been uh, working to be able to try to reach a a bit less of a niche audience now. So that that's probably been the actual change. That that is uh, looking towards a shift in content, the ways in which we do it. I mean, really, Andrew does the bulk of uh the bulk of the. You know, him and his wife do, uh, the, the audio editing. He does the, a lot of the social media stuff and his wife helps him out. I mostly just, you know, uh, brainstorm concepts and, and talk a lot. So, yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, you don't have to agree so fast. <laughs> See, it was you know, just so spot on. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> so it's, it's, um, you know, for, for us, we, you know, we, we, we can be, uh, you know if we could be a bit convoluted or, or uh, you know, technical in certain areas, but you know, um, our whole thing, like you guys, is really just we're excited to talk about different subjects in um, seeing how uh, scripture and faith relates to all of life. Um, with that, it's uh, we never will profess to be experts on these things, and just hope that other people might, even if it's just a few or handful other people can learn too.
3: Mm-hmm. We've really enjoyed, obviously, listening to to Bobcast and um, and getting to kind of experience that. And definitely it was a worry of mine as you guys were getting near the end for, for Bobcast going like, oh man, where are you guys going to go? Because we wanted to keep hearing. So we're very glad you guys switched to Once for All Delivered. That's, you know, that, that's great. And you guys are doing great so far. So we really appreciate your work. Well, I'm glad to hear. I'd also
4: like to just expand on what you're talking about a little bit there because Andrew pose the question of, you know, how we're engaging with culture and kind of taking on the political sides of things and I don't think we're doing enough of that. And you guys have obviously recognized a need to kind of transition from this more niche area to a little more a little more inclusive, I guess, in the discussion. And so I guess practically what is what does it look like to engage with the culture as Christians through the medium of media? Right? And is it is there mm-hmm. something you can point to in our model of you know, shifting this a little bit, or thinking about it this way—does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I guess what what struck me was a couple uh, years ago, I was out on a pulpit supply at a at a RCUS church in Minneapolis area, and this this young teenager, um, maybe like 14, 15, something like that, found this reform church. He had not grown up in it. Uh, it was just about two two blocks or so away from his home. And uh, he just started going there. Well, he, he found this because he started, he came across like R.C. Sproul. Uh, and R.C. Sproul's videos are, are no stranger to, to many people in the faith, Reformed or not. Excellent, clear, thorough teaching. And it inspired him to want to learn more about Reformed theology. And he actually ended up starting a TikTok. And uh, this, this guy had some maybe 350,000 followers on TikTok. Uh, I don't TikTok. I, I I don't know how to use it at all. I don't even use Instagram or anything. But it's uh that kind of is what struck me that something like like TikTok could be used as that kind of platform for instruction in in the faith. And to be honest, I mean that's that's in in some in an extension. The first time I I had heard about faith to film from Aaron uh, Robert Vanderhyden was uh, it, it somewhat reminded me of that. Uh, this, this capacity to reach out, uh, and not, not just to Christians or Reformed Christians, but hopefully people just even curious about, well, what is this Bible thing about?
3: Yeah, I think one of the tough things is when it comes to something like TikTok, I want to get our products, I want to get uh, the Reformed faith to people who are on TikTok in general, specifically not Christians because I don't want I don't want to be sending Christians necessarily to TikTok. I want to give them another platform to go to to see it and then not make them download mm-hmm. TikTok to then get to use it. But obviously we still need to try to use those platforms for the evangelistic task, right? And so we're, we're trying to meld those two things. How can we give good platforms for Christians to use while still reaching Christians or non-Christians who are in other platforms or maybe weak Christians who are still searching? Mm-hmm.
2: That one's that one seems to be a particular challenge, uh, very peculiar because of its format itself. It's uh, these these short videos, you know, that are practically designed for uh, for you know the, the the aim of going viral. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you compact something uh, that's so? I mean, how, how do you how do you mine the depths of scripture in the first place? And uh, you know, thousands of years of of Christian thought into three minute videos in your case. Mm-hmm. But then also now, what about into like what? 15, 30 second clips? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well it's the same thing days, of, yeah. of
3: this movement that we have towards uh, evangelical churches, right? One of the mm-hmm. one of the main positives that they give is these these bite sized less hard to, to tackle and to eat things in the Reformed faith. Well it's harder to listen to, it's harder to get into. Right, and I think it's 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 the same problem that we're dealing with, right? As we're coming further and further from from reading and really challenging ourselves of what um, you know, of our standard of growing in theology, to then mm. dumbing it down and making it easier and simpler to to gain to keep the attention on something to make it as easy as possible to get information. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily we want to to make it overly easy. Again, that's why we have that focus on. The other content, the growing up. it, this is a reference material to building bigger things and for getting people into a subject, but it's not a replacement, right? And mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's definitely important for us.
2: Yeah, it, it's ultimately to shift people to the pew, to mm-hmm. the pulpit. Yeah.
4: It's, it's, it's kind of along the lines of the same conversation that we have of technology and the dangers of, well, it's a good thing that we're able to stream these services, but it's a bad thing that we're able to stream these services because people right. become complacent. And so, yes, good. Also, bad. What do you do? You know, it's the balance of
2: that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a yeah. And so, it, it's needing to see things as a supplement. Yeah, supplementing in. You know, I mean, yeah, just as picking up a book or a tract or whatnot to mm-hmm. to gain a little bit more understanding on something. This this last question that uh, I want uh, I want to hear from you guys on is. Uh, a little bit more on how to get involved. How how can uh, we help? Uh, how can listeners help? Um, how can they find should, you? What does involvement look for? Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah so they- obviously, as David mentioned earlier, we're working on the new site. So that's, first and foremost, the best place you're going to be able to go there. It's faithtofilm.ca, and I think we also have faithtofilm.com. So type either one of those up into the URL and you'll get access to all of our content as well as all of our social links. And, you know, we intend on having a good about us page. So you're going to be able to see our ugly faces and put a put a face <laughs> to the name and connect with us from there. We'll have lots of ways to get involved and sign up for newsletters and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, all those things. But faiththefilm.ca is is
2: the starting point for sure. So newsletters, a subscription, and then of course donations. Donations. Yeah, so I mean that's not a big part of our
4: model. Like we said, we're no, we're kind of supplementing it. this with the with the work we do on the side, but the goal would be to build this to where we're able to do this full time. And mm. obviously that doesn't happen unless there's some form of income from this. So yeah, absolutely. If you if you see the videos and you like the videos, then I think I heard you guys talking about it in your one of your more recent podcasts about the giveaways, you know, you give us Mm -hmm. money, we give you stuff. It's pure capitalism. (laughs) Right. And so that's, that's essentially what this is, right? If you you enjoy the content and you donate to it, we're going to be able to make more of it. Right. So whatever we have now is a representation of what we're able to do part time. And so if we're able to do this full time, then we're looking at longer form content, more developed content, more pastors in all of the videos we're making. Right. So, Mm -hmm. So yeah, support would definitely be appreciated and we're but we're also happy to continue to do this as we are as a side project and we've been so blessed through it and we just hope for the same for
2: those who watch it. Totally, fully agree. Well, I know that uh, me and my family have have been blessed by it and uh, as I said, uh, you know, at least, you know, word is certainly going around uh, even from uh, our friend Aaron. Uh, you know, down into here in, uh, in, in the Midwest in the States. So I'd hope to continue sharing it along, especially here in, uh, uh, in this congregation, you know, here in, and also in classes central, but, uh, no, we're, we're very thankful for, uh, you guys being able to come on. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was long overdue. Uh, but I think this, you know, we're, we're so thankful for what clearly is the Lord's, uh, providential hand at this time with all these new exciting developments, uh, uh, for uh, faith to film and not film to faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us
4: on. This has been a, a pretty cool experience. It was enjoyable to have this discussion. It was cool to go from listening to Not Bobcast to being on Not Bobcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah perfect. That's, that's actually our new name now. Yeah. Not Bobcast. Not
1: Bobcast. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time.
4: Yeah. Thank you. Thank well you. you Good luck in that snowstorm over there, Andrew.
1: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Just, uh, the last few minutes I've had a couple mini power <laughs> outages and got thrown off the call, but, but, uh, appreciate
2: it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And, uh, as per usual, we don't have a, a new pithy saying. So, uh, so yeah. And, and, uh, come up with something and, uh, email it out to us. Uh, or whatnot. Otherwise, we're going to just keep repeating this. No pippy saying goodbye. <laughs> Bye.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. For the latest news and updates, visit our sub stack at onceforalldelivered.com where you can also support our work with a paid subscription. You can also follow us on social media at Podcast. If you like what you have heard, leave a five-star review where you get your podcasts, and spread the word about the show. Once for All Delivered is hosted by Andrew Smith and Caleb Castro and produced by Andrew and Heidi Smith. A special thank you to our founding members, Eric and Kathy Hepker. We hope you will join us again next time on Once for All Delivered.